0: This is Derek Green from Sepultura. You're listening to The Underground. This is Christian from Bill This is Dino Cazares from The Fear Factory. Hey, this is Jerry Only. This is Jesse Leach from Kill Kitchen Gage. This is Richard Patrick from Filter. This is Sonny from the Bad P.O.D. This is Sully Erna from Godsmack. Welcome to The Underground, Australia's home of rap, metal, and alternative music. What is up and welcome to The Underground. It is Ned joined by Lachlan Watt from Melbourne Metal Outfit Runner. Lachlan, how are you, man? Thank you for taking time out.
1: I'm um, really good, Ned. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Appreciate it.
0: Um, man, I appreciate you taking time out. And your story is such a unique one, Lachlan. You've overcome some severe difficulties to get to where you're at now. But before we get on to all of that, man, can you let me know about your... You've just wrapped up a tour with Honest Crooks, Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I I work for a label called EVP Recordings and I signed on as Crooks several years ago now and they had a lot of delays in getting their record out and we finally got it out last month and celebrated with a a 10-show tour across the country. I think it was like eight or seven shows for Crooks and it ended up being 10 in total with Cruelty, this band from Japan that came out and supported them on all the dates and did a few headline shows of their own. So yeah, I burnt myself out on the road for... uh, two weeks in a van across australia it had been a long time since i had done a tour like that but it was a lot of fun glad i'm still able to do it
0: that's really nice Darren. tell us about evp recordings and you, you're the master behind mine behind that
1: no i was uh, i was hired to kind of take over the daily operations of it about five or six years ago my boss uh man named mike lenton who works for a, a distribution company called rocket distribution and we're like a really large i think it's the largest in australia like independent physical like record CD distributor in the country we supply like all the record stores and look after heaps of big labels for all their Australian physical distribution and I guess just as a passion project he started this EVP recordings thing to to put out some Australian metal stuff that he was into from bands like The Amenta, King Parrot, Psychooptic he licensed uh some Behemoth records to put out through it and uh but then he kinda yeah wanted the label to do something a bit more with some younger bands and hired me to sort of start steering the ship in I think 2017. And I my first signing was Pagan. And from there I sort of did a whole bunch of other stuff. Most recently, Honest Crooks and Freedom of Fear and Zeolite.
0: Oh nice. So the, the label seems to be sort of moving along nicely there. You're a jack of many trades, man. You like head vocalist yeah. man run, running your own a record label, a radio announcer. Is there anything that you don't do?
1: I don't know, not to be too self-deprecating, but probably like nail any one of those things 100%. <laughs> I, I just consider myself a jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> 10 different things going on at any given time. So like my attention span and it's just like, I'll jump from one thing to the next and it all sort of feeds into each other. It's all part of the same sort of ecosystem in the, yeah. of, of music. And everything, it it all sort of, it it all helps helps the other out that I'm involved in, like, one area and the other, you know. So, like, helping a band put a record out and then because I do the touring stuff, I can help them with that stuff as well. And then because I'm so involved in all of that, it helps me sort of stay on top of what's happening so I can, like, be current with my playlists. And then all of that also ties in nicely with having a band and being able to get on shows and know what, what bands to play with and who's doing what.
0: Yeah, for sure, 100% right there. And, like, let's rewind back to the start then, Lachlan. Why, why did you choose metal and, and this side of music?
1: I don't know if I could give, like, a specific, clear answer to that. It was just the when I first got into metal, when I was, like, 15, 16, it just really grabbed me by the balls and just, like, yeah. was the first thing I'd sort of musically like, because I'd been involved as, a like, a, a musician and through, all throughout school, playing, like, trumpet and piano and stuff and having, like, a bit of a musical education, but I had no real interest in pursuing any of that beyond high school. And then towards the end of high school, sort of started getting into heavy music. And it just kind of sparked something in me that just sort of was like, hey, this is how I feel. This is sick. Yeah. And I just wanted to be involved in it.
0: Yeah, I love that right there, right man. You've been in that. a plethora of bands. Yeah. Like, how many bands to date have you been in? You're like, I was studying up on you, and it was like a ton.
1: I guess it would depend, like, if you count all the bands I've filled in for or not, but yeah. all up I'd say at least 10.
0: Yeah, that is crazy right there. And I, I guess that sort of leads us into Run now. You, you've got those together through a, a very trying time. Can you tell us about the evolution of Run and how you got the band together there?
1: So talking about being in all sorts of bands, like I'd been in a band called Colossus for a while after I, cause I grew up in Brisbane, moved to Melbourne about seven or eight years ago. Joined a band called Colossus, a death metal band, and then Thy Art is Murder sort of tapped me on the shoulder to come and fill in for them. Yeah. And that sort of led to Colossus sort of falling apart at the time, and I went around and toured for Thy Art for six months and then came back to not really having a band and tried to get something of my own going again. And then Psychroptic hit me up to do a similar thing, and I toured around with them, singing for them for several months and uh, tried, tried to kind of do Colossus again when I got back from Cycroptic and it just didn't really take a second time around too much trauma and drama there and so then I was like all right I really gotta just start something of my own and this guy Mike Deslins is an amazing producer guitarist he's been in High Tension, Ilva, Coerce, he's made a whole bunch of sick records he's recorded basically or been involved on some level whether it was tracking or mixing or just at his old studio any band I've been in before that had like made a record I'd Mike had been involved in it, and he sort of knew my voice inside out, knew what I was trying to do, and I just kind of hit him up with a proposal, like, how about I pay you as a producer to help me sort of translate these ideas into something real? And, yeah, so we, we cooked up a little five-track EP, started started that in, um, must have been, maybe it was late 2018, because I think we, we must have recorded it in 2019, And then sort of just before the recording was done, I got hit with a brain cancer diagnosis, and that really put everything on the sidelines for the rest of the year. And then going into the pandemic, kicking off in 2020, it was like, all right, I gotta get through this uh, chemotherapy and then I can finally do my band. And then the pandemic sort of happened in the final months of chemo, and it was just like, fuck. So then, yeah, we just sort of just went fuck it and put out the record. In I think it must have been May 2020 anyway, and sat back and just waited for uh, the coast to clear to you know play some shows and get together a live lineup because we just did the record as just us two and a session drummer, and then went through building multiple lineups that would kind of come and go because we'd have all these shows booked and then that all would get cancelled because that was what was happening all 2021 for tours and like all the Melbourne kept going back into lockdown and shows just kept like disappearing into thin air and so it was just like basically the hardest start to a band i could possibly imagine and then finally in 2022 was able to sort of get together a good team of guys and get things moving and play started playing some sick shows and finally started working on some new stuff and then we had to put it all on hold again because they thought my cancer had come back so i had to get another surgery and then it turned out it was just scar tissue that was like rapidly overgrowing or whatever in my head and not actually the cancer coming back. So I'm not going to say it was like a pointless surgery because it's sort of in that case, it was better to be safe than sorry. But I definitely felt pretty hard done by and we had to cancel a whole bunch of plans all over again. And during that time, a couple of the guys I had playing in the, in the band got really busy with their other band, Terminal Sleep. And so then when I sort of came good again a few months later and I was like, all right, I'm ready to do stuff again, they were like, sorry, man, we've got too much else going on. Uh-huh. And I was like, yep, yeah, fair enough. So then we found, found another couple guys. And ultimately, I think it was for the best because they don't have other projects that they're like, that's taking the priority and they've just fit in really well. And one of the guys, Aaron, he's just like pumping out, been pumping out new stuff. And we just put out finally a new single last month and got another one coming next month and we're working on the next record at the moment and have a whole bunch of shows coming up and it feels like finally the band is real and moving after, what, three, four years of trying to push shit uphill
0: yeah just obstacle after obstacle sort of thing there Lachlan and I was gonna ask you man like being diagnosed with the with brain cancer is absolutely horrible I've had friends go through similar and it's just it's just such a hard thing how did you stay motivated and push through it all especially like if you like you were saying too you add in the COVID lockdowns and everything with COVID in general it was just a horrible time and you've got that on top of this
1: yeah, it's um, I don't know, man. Like, I, it's kind of like I don't really feel like I had a choice. It's like, yeah, I knew what I wanted to be doing, and I, it's what I sort of had to do, and I wasn't going to let anything stop me. And I'd sort of maybe liken it to, you know, when you're in the surf and you get hit by, like, a real heavy wave, and if you try and, like, fight it, you're just going to end up swallowing a whole bunch of water and get hurt, but if you just kind of go with it, you'll make it to the shore and you'll be okay.
0: Yeah, I I like that for sure, man. And like you were saying, too, the new song, Everyone's Cancelled, Everything's cancer, man. I love it. I've been bumping that one flat out. We're leaving it all behind. That's all about, like, basically what you've gone through, yeah, and you're pushing forward in 2023 with a whole fresh new outlook, yeah?
1: Yeah, I basically tried to sort write a song that was about everything that had really like pissed me off about the last few years and just how society had behaved and like and, you know all sides of like politics and stuff and social like viewpoints and everything just how hyper-partisan everything had become and like felt like just everyone was just at each other's throats for like three two three years and I, I myself kind of guilty of getting a bit heated and taking a few things perhaps a bit too personally. And I don't know, it was just, I tried to kind of bundle all of that up as well as my sort of medical experiences and frustrations with getting the band going in the first place try to sort of just bundle all of that up into just one big fucking ball of venom just to like spit out and just be like, all right, fuck you all. This is done. And <laughs> we're moving on
0: now. It definitely says that too, man. And the video behind yeah. is very, very much killer. I, I love that, man. Um, Thanks, man. Me- I'm glad sp- dig it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. We're going to post that one up on the Facebook page. So be, su- be sure to check it out. Uh, and you said you've got more songs coming out soon, yeah?
1: Yeah. We also recorded a, uh, a cover of Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh. So we've, we've been playing that live since like June last year and uh, it's an idea I've had for a while because I think the song it's like a, it's an incredible song like I think most people like that song. and it just really like hits all the emotional spots it really makes me feel something and i just think it was sort of like it's it's funny it's interesting like when we first started figuring it out how to translate it into like run sound i thought it was going to be like real easy like oh it's just some sort of 4-4 rock song with just a simple chord progression and turns out it's actually kind of a little bit more complicated than that and there's some real obscure timing and like Chords and stuff in there that you wouldn't pick up on just by you know hearing it on the radio because yeah. it is such an easygoing song. But yeah, we sort of we just I guess made it like a post metalcore version of it, and I did a bunch of like really throaty melodic singing to go with it as opposed to my usual just screaming. There's a bit of screaming in there too, but it's a bit different for Run, and it's got like of course lots of double kicks and blast beats and stuff. So it's like a it's it's really fun and playing it live has been sick because like when we played it at Dark Mofo, you just look up at the crowd. Halfway through the song, and everyone's got their phones up with their lights and their cigarette <laughs> lights, like waving it along. And we we played a show in Brisbane in October last year, and there was a few dudes at the front who were like wearing like Thy Art Is Murder shirts and stuff, just like push pitting and going crazy for the whole set. And then we start playing that song, and I look up and I see that they're like embracing and singing along at the top of their lungs, like ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, I think people people are into it. It's really cool. It's different. And yeah, we filmed a video for that one recently too. And I think people will enjoy it. It's cool. It's different. Uh It's like everyone's cancelled, everything's cancelled. It's like us at Run at its most extreme and dark and nihilistic. And then the next thing that's coming out is like the complete opposite end of that, like a really emotional, really melodic, like more stripped back kind of touchy-feely song. So, yeah, it sort of represents both ends of the spectrum really well. And moving on from that, I think we've got to try and sort of channel all of those different energies into a, a, a another record. Whether or not that's going to be another another EP or a full length at this stage, we're sort of humming and ahhing about currently, trying to weigh up our options, but we've got heaps of material on the table and demos that we've been working on, and I'm really excited to get back into the studio at least like by you know mid year at this rate we're sort of hoping to be able to get into the studio and yeah we'll have some new new stuff coming early twenty twenty four I'd say
0: oh there you go yeah.
1: hopefully, hopefully hopefully like a, a big a big chunk of material for everyone to enjoy
0: yeah that's awesome right there Lachlan and funny you bring up Iris and the Goo Goo Dolls having having never seen you guys live I didn't know that you were you know playing that song and the last interview I did was with a guy from Counterparts called Brandon Murphy and he was talking yeah, yeah. yeah talking I'm about that. The other and- week. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Really did, nice. Did that was his go-to song on karaoke, so, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's did funny you. that you say that. Um, There you go. Looking forward to hearing that one, man. So when did you say we can expect that next month?
1: Uh, we're just waiting for, like, the artwork and stuff to get finalised at this point, but um, we, just, we don't have a release date yet, but we got a whole bunch of shows happening in April and I want to get it out before then, so... First or second week of
0: April, we'll have it out, I'd say. Oh, there you go. So that's not too far off at all. Very much looking forward to that. You said there's a video too. We can look out for that. So awesome. I wanted to ask you, like we were saying before, you're a bit of a jack of all trades, metal vocalist, you're a DJ on Triple J. What defines success to you?
1: Enjoying life. Yeah, I I don't know, like, having money and stuff is nice, but when I was in my, like, early 20s, I think, like, because I used to sort of work full-time, like, I think I dropped out of of university when I was maybe, like, 19 or 20 or something because I was working for a magazine, working for a venue. I had two bands on the go that were very busy, and I was like, fuck uni, I don't need that. I'm doing what I want to do right now. Everything was going well, and then, of course, all the bands break up, like, the magazine goes bankrupt someone else muscles in and takes over the venue job and then it's like all right I guess I gotta get a job and so (laughs) I went started working full-time in a call center and I was making quite a bit of money getting really good sales commissions and stuff and ultimately I just wasn't really happy and so I ended up going back to uni for a bit and still working in a different call center part-time started up some new bands and shit and then um the triple J position came up and I applied for that job and jumped through all the hoops. And after several months of, of that, I got the job and was like, all right, I definitely don't need to keep studying or whatever. And I think I'd already actually quit the call center that I had been into. Cause I just had like a bit of a mental breakdown about it. it was like, I got to go find myself another music job and went and like quit and went and found myself another job booking a venue like the next day. I think it probably took about seven or eight years from there, but through the process of like having multiple jobs in the industry and just kind of keeping at it all for so many years, I eventually sort of made it to a point where I was making about as much money through having three or four different jobs in music as I had been in the in the call center like all those years prior. And that was for me at the time that was a pretty satisfying sort of indicator of success, I suppose.
0: I I guess like just on that what you're saying there Lachlan so you're working probably three or four times harder but you're achieving the same so you're sort of living the dream to get what you could have been being miserable I suppose
1: yeah yeah like I would uh, I'd rather be doing stuff that I think is cool and have less money than have more money and feel shit about it
0: no and
1: getting, getting to do stuff like play shows with like bands that really inspired you and made you feel a part of something and like understood when you were sort of coming of age and figuring yourself and the world out that stuff is sort of the kind of success that keeps me going
0: yeah i love that right there man very well answered all right well let's switch things up to you personally what's something that might might sort of spin your people listening out to find out about you like is there any surprising facts like you're a big hardcore metal vocalist is there anything that's more like me bit out there about you
1: i don't know i think i'm pretty public with basically everything but i've got a shitload of chickens in the backyard that i look after every day and
0: i uh, saw that on the instagram love it yeah
1: and it's kind of i don't think people expect that from a, a metal guy
0: no not really
1: <laughs> but yeah every every tuesday when i go in for work at the radio i bring in like a whole bunch of eggs and give everyone in the office like a six pack of eggs <laughs> so way too many eggs to actually do anything with myself. Like, I eat eggs almost every day, but I still can't get rid of them all.
0: Damn, look out. Oh, that, that's awesome, man. And what's the latest sort of, or do you watch much TV, Netflix, that sort of thing? Have you checked anything out worth recommending?
1: I don't think I've seen anything that hasn't been, like, lately that hasn't been already part of the popular kind of dominant discussion. Yeah. Like Last of Us has been sick. I think the best, best TV show I've seen in recent years, if not, like, ever, would be Andor, the Star yeah. Wars show. I thought that was incredible, and uh, I was a big fan of The Mandalorian. Well, I guess I still am, but even when the new Mandalorian episode premiered the other week, I found it kind of a little bit of a hard slog, a bit tough to kind of get into. Like, it felt felt a bit silly after Andor to me because Andor is just so dark and, like, serious and deep and well thought out as opposed to, like, The Mandalorian is just, like, a kind of live-action comic book. And that's fine, and I hope that, like, i'll start to kind of get back into it more as the episodes progress but i almost feel like Andor was so good that it kind of ruined star wars for me a little bit yeah. <laughs> it's make, making it a bit harder to enjoy all the other stuff like i usually would
0: that's a big call man i've actually got mandalorian there i'm, I'm ready to watch it but i haven't watched the first episode yet so that's going to be in the back of my mind when i when i finally get <laughs> to get to checking that out man all right well who would you ultimately like to work with in the music industry i guess lachlan on like a one record
1: I'd love to do a record with Kurt Ballou from Converge, God City Studios. I think he's done, made a whole bunch of incredible albums, and he'd he'd be killer to work with. Like We already worked with uh, Will Putney on the mix for the first record, so I guess it'd be cool to do something with him actually in person in the studio. Yeah, I don't know, Kurt Ballou would be, I guess, the, the top tier bucket list producer that I think would be cool to do an album with one day.
0: Oh, that yeah cool man that is awesome there and no doubt the way things are going for you I would say it would you know it'll be in the works soon and we were talking a little bit about Star Wars just before I was wondering you're sort of of the same age bracket as me did you grow up on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Lachlan?
1: Yeah I uh I had sort of like the, the one obsession I had as a kid that maybe didn't follow me into adulthood like Star Wars and Transformers did but when I was a kid I was very obsessed with Ninja Turtles I had like a Leonardo costume and apparently my uh, parents convinced me at one point that the turtles actually lived under the, like the the manholes out on the street of our childhood home
0: oh uh, great parents <laughs> <laughs> that's great it's a, see that's the one thing that sort of did follow me into adulthood i guess and i was going to say the new seth rogan ones definitely the trailer for it came out today yeah i that saw that
1: getting it. around on twitter and I, I hadn't got around to watching it yet but it looked cool from what i saw
0: Man, looks all sorts of awesome So that's my recommendation to you All right, man, you've got the new single Which is out now, you've got a release party For the single coming up on Friday That's all sorts of cool, that last chance Rock and roll bar in Melbourne Uh, April 8th coming up with Earthcaller What else do you have in the works, Lachlan?
1: We're going to um, Adelaide in, I think April 15 to play the New Dead Metal Fest With Disentomb Hexus from Denmark, Alarum Misery, Killer. Battlegrave, a whole host of like sick Australian metal bands from all over the country, a band from Japan called Butcher ABC are playing as well. Then after our show on Friday, we're going to announce our, our next Melbourne show and I'm sort of working on a couple of other things at the moment, but I think after the last few years, I'm more uh, interested in just and now that we've got, got to actually play a bunch of shows it's sort of it, and the, like it's a whole new band of people that are all contributing to what we're doing like even though we've only played like 11 shows so far with you know the songs that we have they're kind of starting to feel a little bit redundant to me because it had been such a long process to bring them to the stage and it's like I'm yeah. singing about my state of mind 4 or 5 years ago now I am just more interested in working on the next record as opposed to committing to any kind of like crazy touring schedule for the time being like of course if something cool comes up we'll look at all our options we're not saying no more shows but after sort of this next batch of shows we're going to maybe have a few little things here and there in Melbourne just to sort of try and make some money to help pay for recordings and things and keep us active and get the word out locally a little bit more because I feel like we sort of almost skipped the local band phase a little bit which in some yeah. ways is kind of just justified because I've done that with so many other bands before but also I'd like to put in a little bit more work on that level and get a little bit more put some more roots down in the in the local scene play with some more local bands but apart from that mostly focused on wanting to get another record done
0: And that's what we want to hear too Is more new music from Run That'd be cool And if if the last track's anything to go by We're in for a treat Very much looking forward to this Goo Goo Dolls cover as well Uh, Caught me 100% off guard there man Thank you so much for taking time out You are an extremely busy man Really appreciate it Be sure to hit this guy up Instagram.com slash Lachlan Watt Run underscore metal Be sure to check these guys out They are all sorts of awesome Lachlan, thank you so much
1: Thank you Ned, my pleasure All the best